<laughs> He's Jason Tucker. <laughs> I'm Steve Zang, and I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg, back in the building on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. And with that podcast, go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those sorts of places, and leave us a review over there. We'd appreciate it. So when you go and push the unmute button, and then it doesn't take? Technical difficulties, it happens. Sure. And we also didn't have the countdown, which didn't help either. So, hey, come on. You know, it's fitting because we're talking about WordPress's technical difficulties today. We are. Yep. Yeah. If you didn't hear me say it because uh, I was muted, um, yeah, we are definitely talking about the WordPress database schema today. Mm. Mm. And, but schema is Latin for cluster F, right? Is it? Is that? Is that what it is? I don't necessarily know if Steve has the uh, Wikipedia page handy for what schema means, but um, I'm talking long enough to to hope that he's catching my hint and. Um, yeah, um, but unfortunately, schema. When you just type it in, it goes to schema.org. But uh, a oh. schema, a schema is a, a representation or plan of a plan or theory in the form of an outline or model. That's yeah. the definition of schema. Sure, yeah. cluster F. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, so what, what kind of brought this on is uh, obviously our previous conversations that we've had with WordPress about WordPress and about um, how it's storing data in the database and, um, you know, and how it's uh, how it's storing structured data inside of a structured database. Um, so, yeah, that's fun. I think it's important to note first. I just put a link in the uh, in the in the in the chat. Um, it, it, this has the database diagram for WordPress in there. Um, I don't think that diagram has ever changed. I think I think it's been that way for a long, long time. It may have it may have changed in, in the first couple versions of WordPress, but but the schema has not changed. Uh, yeah, uh, some indexes have changed. They've added at least a few of those, fortunately, uh, to help with query speed and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. um, there there have not been many modifications to the actual diagram. So. If you look at that chart, I'm specifically looking at, yep, go down to the chart and zoom in on the bottom one, the most bottom, the bottom middle one. Oop. Yep, that's all right. WordPress, WP Post Meta. Oh, this one's the smallest database. Smallest table much, in the database. Why do, is there? Oh. Why did my life? Why I got to hate? <laughs> No, 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 not why you got to hate. I said, lie to my life. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that has kept me in business, that has kept me uh, collecting paychecks off of WordPress for 17 years now. And then um, I, know, I know you said that there have been some modifications to this structure, to this, to this, um, to this diagram over the years. I get that. But that, this, that, one, that one spot hasn't changed at all. Um, and the, the the overall the overall structure hasn't hasn't changed. So I I get this weird uh, feeling um, that um, this database and database schema was only built to support uh, a piece of blogging software. What? <laughs> what? That's and not, not an e-commerce solution. That's and, crazy talk. 
yeah, not not an LMS, not a uh, whole social network, not uh, forms, not. Um, come on, guys, help me out here. Oh, you all name it. Things. Pretty much, and any anything that's on the web. I mean, forty percent of the of the entire internet runs on WordPress now. Right? Yeah, and and forty. 40% of the internet's content is uh, unnecessarily shoved into uh, WP Post and WP Post Meta. <laughs> well, and you mentioned it. You, you mentioned, you know, e-commerce, membership sites, LMS, um, buddy press or social networking sites, right? Um, the, all, all of that stuff, all of that data is shoved in that one little table at the bottom there um, with very little structure to it. And as Copper mentioned, no indexing. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh that. Oh, we didn't even put. I didn't even put indexing anywhere in this description. I, I know this is a, is the dev branch. Should we explain what indexing is? You, yeah, definitely go for it. I'm actually going. I know what it is. I'm going to give this one over to Cosper because I know he's got a great definition for this. Not really. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, basically, just just like at the uh, you know the back of the book, the the glossary you're looking for. Uh, here's where uh, any mention of uh, you know a, an apple or uh, whatever else you might have, whatever Steve was munching on at the beginning of this episode. You want to know where any mentions of that are? Uh, the index should, as long as it's constructed correctly, tell you. Um, in, in the case of uh, WordPress with uh, posts and post meta, uh, a lot of that stuff, uh, indexes are created around um, IDs, uh, post IDs, the GUID, things like that, um, where um, you kind of want to, to be able to quickly search, you know, when you're, okay, I'm going to pull up a post page. Um, well, you know, you pull up the post page, that post has a post ID. The index then tells you in the post meta table, here is all, here are all of the places that the data corresponding to this post ID is stored. Uh, and I mean, it, the data was already in there, but there is an index in there that, so like for a quick lookup of like, okay, this is the data I need to pull for this scenario. And so when you're talking about things like an LMS or e-commerce or buddy press or, or, you know, membership sites or any of these things, right? You're talking about some pretty complex queries and you start to get the, your queries start to be complex, become complex pretty quickly on just something like an e-commerce site, right? Because you've got a whole bunch of data that you've got to join together and find to do lookups on like a, a, a past orders or, um, you know, what a, what a customer history or uh, a user profile page or any of that stuff, right? As soon as you start to link two tables together and do these joins, that's the problem. If you, you're joining uh, with an unindexed table, it then has to search through all of the rows in PostMeta, right? Because there's no indexes to find what you're looking for. And so, you know, I have clients that have you know, 500,000 orders stored in their, in their WooCommerce uh, database. Um, and that it's, it's actually, it, it, I know that sounds um, big, but it's not that uncommon, right? There's a lot of WooCommerce stores that sell a lot of product um, and, and the orders rack up quickly, right? So when you have, you know, 500,000 orders and each order has 40 rows in the post meta table, you got problems. 
um, because that's what's happening, right? So each of those posts is not just, just not, it's not just one, you know, post meta row. It's a post meta row for all of the information that has to do with that, whatever that thing is. And where and it gets started. <laughs> and where it starts to get really fun is when uh, you have, say you have a legacy site that you've had for um, even even just two or three years and a, a plugin that you start out with in the early days, you're like, oh man, like this, this is going to add some, some great functionality to the site. Um, and uh, when you, an order gets placed, uh, something gets added to the meta row pertaining to that plugin, to the post meta, uh, pertaining to that plugin, and uh, then you've deleted the plugin. Guess what? That data is still there. Uh, in a lot of cases, there are some plugins that are pretty good about removing the data, but most aren't. Yep. Yeah. So yep. you you end up um, having to do. I mean, we're getting close to uh, to spring to having to do some spring cleaning on your database, and nobody does that. No. And um, you know. ACF is a plugin that we've talked about a lot, right? And, and we've, we've mentioned a lot. ACF, um, um, it, it basically, it, it has a, 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 a way of storing data that is a, a good practice for the plugin, but terrible on post-meta. So in ACF, everything that you store actually gets stored twice, right? It's, it's, once, for the, it's once for the piece of data and once for the ACF, like to, to reference the ACF field that you used. And that's, that's there for a couple of reasons. It's there, it's there so that their plugin is sort of future-proof, right? If you go and change that table or, or, or that field or edit that field, it, st it sticks around, right? But ACF causes a lot of bloat in your, uh, your post-meta table. So if you add an ACF field to, um, to something like a, uh, a product in, in WooCommerce, now not only do you have your 40 rows that, that WooCommerce has created, right? But let's say you have 10 ACF fields associated with them and they each write double. You've now got 60 post matter rows for every single order. Wow. It adds a, wow. I'm not exaggerating. These are normal circumstances. These are things yeah. you do all the time. And it adds up really fast, um, especially if you're talking about a site that, that, that needs a scale. It does. Yeah. Um, I, I will say um, up until, I mean, it's only just been in the past few years, um, the way the, the drum that has been getting uh, banged over and over again is do things the WordPress way. <laughs> and doing things the WordPress way right. involves <laughs> shoving stuff into post meta and post. Uh, mm -hmm. In the case of uh, WooCommerce, this is something that we've mentioned on previous shows. Uh, when reviews get stored, uh, I, and I think this was clever at the time, reviews are stored as comments mm -hmm. because, I mean, if you're selling something, you know, a review is they're leaving a comment on the product. Bring up the sure. interview again, Jason. <laughs> yep. Let's look at the comments uh, section. So it's, uh, it's in like the top right. Oops. Yeah. Oh, right there. Uh-huh. On the right. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, you know, it's storing the stuff in the comments. It's um, you know, all, all of these things just kind of uh peppered throughout um, you know, salt bay sprinkling it on the uh on the site. And uh I don't even know if that dude is like problematic or whatever. Well, but that's, like, <laughs> yeah. well and and here's I mean here's the problematic row there, right? So comments comment content 
is a type of it's the type is text it's not a var char so it's not limiting you to the number of characters it's just text which is just mm -hmm. a, as much text as you want thrown into that that field yep. un, unindexed um, That's same funny. thing if you go back and look at the post meta table i think it's i think the meta the meta value itself is text or long ooh worse long text um, yeah <laughs> so again, uh, just a big blob of unindexed data um, that's sitting there. Uh, keep, stay right here, Jason. I'm, I'm gonna. I want to mention one more thing: is that the options table that's over there on the left? Again, option value oh, yeah. is long text and it's unindexed. And so what I'm noticing now um, on on some sites is they're actually using that that table to just store a whole bunch of settings, whatever they are, just like a whole bunch of settings for your site just get dumped into one row in the options table. And I've seen stuff in there where that, that option value is uh, bigger than the, than the memory you've got available on the, uh, on, on the server. So just, just querying that, that one option or those settings actually either causes a slow, slow query or a 503. And it gets especially fun when the options table, say you are, um, say you have a site on, uh, shared hosting or uh, a lesser uh, managed WordPress host that doesn't have some sort of uh, object caching in place. Uh, the transients oh, God. for your site, oh. uh, WooCommerce sessions uh -huh. for your site, all get stored in options, something that is loaded on every page load, every dynamic page load in WordPress uh, from uh, WP admin to anything on the front end. If, Oh dear God! You aren't caching. I I think uh, you're you're absolutely right. I think WooCommerce got smart in a recent version and pushed sessions into their own custom table. Uh, yes, so they're not doing that anymore. But it what? Yeah, yes. You know it, it, that Cosper's point is is well taken. Is that the that options table just gets loaded every time you load WordPress, every time you do an API query, every time you load GraphQL or, or excuse me REST API um, or or do a, an, an Ajax call, anything that's in options that is set to auto load, loads. Yep. No matter what it is, whether it needs it or not, it just loads. And it uh, until the past few versions, uh, there wasn't even a default index to um, for uh, the auto load um, like feature. Basically, uh, I know that there were several managed WordPress hosts that for 10 plus years, we're like, oh, we're going to make an auto load index just to make things load faster. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah. And Steve, you, you you talked about how WooCommerce has gotten smart and uh, started uh, breaking away from the WordPress way um, and doing everything <laughs> in the, the default tables um, for WordPress. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really... Um, have to give it up to uh, Pippin back in the day. I, I know he wasn't necessarily the first, uh, but uh, Pippin of, of Pippin's plugins, of um, EDD, which was a fork of WooCommerce. I know that uh, that uh, JTrip, John James Jacoby, uh, also uh, they were they have um, EDD. If I recall correctly, I believe I, I do was a fork of WooCommerce. Uh, and they said, hey, we don't want to store all this crap into 
uh, WP post, WP post meta. So we are going to make dedicated tables. And uh, I mean, there was like a whole to do about it. You, you're not doing it the WordPress way. You're not doing it uh, the way that it's suggested to do it. You, you know, one of the reasons they pushed the WordPress way so hard, uh, and I know that I'm probably going to be stepping on some toes here when I say this, what? is because, because um, Automatic and WordPress.com has uh, their, their WordPress VIP. They've expanded that out a little bit where they allow you to add uh, plugins to your installs on WordPress.com now. Uh, doing things the WordPress way meant that they didn't have to worry about all of these additional tables to mess with. If everything stayed self-contained in the default WordPress tables, then it was nice and easy for their administrators to keep maintaining. Maybe but again, should... oh, go on. Maybe there should be a flag that you can put in your plugin that says that it says WordPress.com compatible or, or, or not, and, right? Ooh, so you, right. You, you know, I mean, on a marketing on a marketing side of things, developer, you know, this is this 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 has its own tables. Sorry, go ahead, Cosper. No, but uh, I mean, the the WordPress VIP sites uh, back in the day had um, like here are the approved plugins you can use because they're doing things the WordPress way. They, they are doing things in a way uh, that we expect and have basically like optimized for. But um, most people, uh, even on uh, a managed WordPress host, um, don't have uh, the resources that Automatic has to, to basically optimize their hosting specifically for um, the, the kind of crappy way <laughs> that all of this has been engineered. Like I said before, uh, it's almost like this whole database schema has been set up for a piece of blogging software and not a more featured CMS. Hmm. Interesting how that works. Weird. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> um. So I think we, we've talked about all of the um, like all all the places that you know all this data gets uh, gets stored and, and unindexed and, and and makes it kind of slow. Um, but can you zoom out a little bit, Jason? Yeah. We're, we're staring at the schema here, which is which is cool. What there are places where they actually got some things right, right? I mean, I, I know we've been kind of negative, but some if you go to the top right, you know, the whole way that they uh, manage terms, uh, term taxonomy, term meta. Right, that's broken out into tables like I would design a database, right? And it, it, it's it's done that way so that 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 thing is really scalable. And I have seen that some some people are using uh, taxonomies in a non-traditional way, right? To to leverage to leverage a a, a well-built you know part of the WordPress database. Um, I'm trying to think offhand. I you know WooCommerce again. <laughs> Some things in WooCommerce they do the WordPress way. Some things they don't. But WooCommerce does this when they're dealing with um, um, order, excuse me, product types, right? So when you go to WooCommerce and you set something as either a simple product, a variable product, or if you install subscriptions and set a, a simple subscription or a variable subscription, or those those product types, right? 
those types are all leveraging this this part of the database, right? So they they you know that stuff is is pretty well indexed and well formed and and uh, and, and it works. I'm only giving one example because I can't think of uh, others right now, but I've seen others do this same thing. So props to the you know props to the terms tables. <laughs> well, I, I mean it it was a, a number of years ago, but it was uh, fairly. Um, far along into the project where um, they the people who uh, were maintaining uh, terms kind of did a little bit of an overhaul on things and and tried to make it a little bit more efficient um, so um, I, I just wish that the that uh, forethought and and everything else could be put into posts and post meta but of course um, you know, one of the edicts of WordPress is to not break backwards compatibility, even yeah. though they're kind of doing that right now with Gutenberg, sort of. You, you can you can add on or 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 you can add on whole new tables to this database schema, right? Yeah. Without breaking backwards compatibility, right? Absolutely. You, you could you could keep post meta the way it is as a table, so that it supports you know backwards compatibility and have a whole new set of tables to to be like a, a new post meta uh, schema that that won't interrupt that right? you sure. can have them living side by side um so i gave i gave the props but let's go back to the bad if you scroll up to the top top right again you know we talked about post meta we talked about options user meta is the exact same way right so if you're running a buddy press site with you know thousands of users or you have a subscription site right where you've got you know um tens of thousands of users You've got the same meta problem um, because they, yeah. those kinds of sites will turn on like a profile page, right? And each of those profile items becomes a piece of user meta, right? So if you've got, say, just a basic profile with 20 things on it, right? Mm -hmm. Your user meta is normally like 10 to 20 items, maybe more. Maybe it's more like 30 because of what's in the what's in the normal user page inside of WordPress. You add on the 20, now you got 50 per user, Right, so you've got tens of thousands of users. You've got a scalability problem, and then it starts to yeah. slow because it's the exact same problem as post meta. And then there's stuff like um, like that plugin post to post, where you could literally <laughs> like make a post be in a relationship with another post, uh -huh. <laughs> or um, or a user as a term. Like you, you can go, you, you can start really weaving these things together. Uh, pretty quick and, and crazy well I, I will i will say whenever post to post gets involved and you try to force uh two posts into a relationship the relationship status normally ends up in it's complicated <laughs> <laughs> it gets fun when you when you um start to add things like um even in the in the, the wordpress dashboard like a like a pull down menu to assign an author to a post mm -hmm. right um there's a you know what's that there's a plugin well, authors by itself is built into WordPress, but you've got to plug in like mul multiple authors, you know, yeah. if you want to add multiple authors to a post. If you've got, you know, 10,000 users and they're all dumping into this pull down menu, forget it. It's never going to load um, because it's got to go and it's, it's basically querying all this data. Right. It's also um, you know, it's also a problem if you get specific on a piece of post meta with who you want to filter into the pull down menu or filter into a system, right? That's where things start to really get slow in your dashboard. And yeah. uh, you know, plugin like ACF or um, what's that other MetaBox uh, plugin uh, that's popular? Um, 
there's another one that I've been seeing crop up a lot, but those those things allow you to create you know these types of interfaces in your dashboard without taking into consideration some of these um, scalability issues. Uh, also, uh, something I was listening to uh, post at us, uh, one of their uh, live Twitter sessions, and they were talking about um, admin notifications. Uh, at the users in your database, uh, when they are, you know, the in user meta, this is something that gets stored in user meta. When you dismiss an admin notification, uh, that gets stored as part of your like, okay, they saw this, they've actually clicked and like shut it down. Um, so you have plugins that are adding all of these additional things and they have an admin notification. They're helping with that user meta bloat. Just, just add more on there. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it on. I have seen some hosts, um, it, it, sometimes um, they will actually... Um, change the database. They'll change post meta and user meta and make it a different type of field and add indexing on it, um, mm -hmm. which is a good thought, right? But once you start to once you start to limit those fields or or you know add indexing, you're um, you're taking away some of the, the space um, that these long text uh, things allow. Um, and so overall, it's you know you 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 may have you may hit some limitations when you do that. But I have seen people you know try to solve some of these problems just for the sake of their own servers uh, by adding adding some indexes in where they are, they don't normally belong. What are some of those indexes that you add first when you, regardless of what project you're working on, but you're just like, the, the, this is this is what I always add. I, I don't mess with any of the core stuff inside of this, in, inside of the database. What I'll do is uh, a lot of the times, if, if I know that there's gonna be a lot of information somewhere, I'll just create my own custom table inside of the WordPress database and, and store it there and, 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 and store it in a way where, um, you know, I know I can, I can index it and, and we, can, we can get there uh, faster. Uh, in addition to that, I've created some of my own um, indexing tables um, to, to you know, kind of work side by side with some of these tables. Um, again, just to make, to, to make searching for certain information for that particular site uh, faster. Um, and again, yeah, I've been dealing with this stuff for so long. I know exactly when, where, where, where the slowdowns are going to happen. Right. You know, unfortunately, you know, most people aren't us on this call and they just, you know, all they know is that you know, this stuff, what, what the result is, is WordPress is slow, right? That that's, that's what they feel. Um, and that's not exactly accurate. I mean, just like you, Steve, I have, uh, uh, I mean, it's probably like um, at this point, 20 different indexes that I can strategically deploy on kind of uh, some of these more like legacy sites that have a lot of um, cruft, like a, an index around uh, post ID, uh, the meta key and meta value for, for post meta that boosts the, the speed of queries pertaining to those specific values. Um, even, even just alongside that, one that does one for uh, an index for meta key and meta value um, for, again, the queries that just focus on that. Um, it's really about knowing what some of these like common uh, queries are, uh, especially on kind of, like I said, legacy sites, on sites that have uh, built up 
enough to enough crap in the database over the years um, that you're like, okay, um, you know, they they might need a little bit of something in um, post meta. They might need a little bit of something uh, even in in term meta that can make things a little bit faster. Yep. Well, we usually come up with an idea for the next show's topic based off of what we got here. Are we are we um, are we treading into the waters of uh, an installation and and removing some of this uh, cruft that's in there? Is that something that you guys are interested in exploring? I was just going to suggest that you call the next episode cruft. Cruft. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was, uh, as always, good hanging out with you folks. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for hanging out. Cosper, to, before, we, uh, before we go, could you tell folks where they could uh, watch your session coming up here? Yeah. So uh, I am going to be in just uh, a little over a couple hours from now, if you're watching this live. Uh, at WordFest Live, uh, talking about my um, past 10 years of working remotely. Uh, the talk's titled My Decade in Pajamas. And if you go to wordfest.live, um, you can register there, uh, sign up, hang out in the chat. Uh, they're doing a little bit of a Q&A after, but uh, I have got a uh, crap ton of little bits of advice that I've learned. Uh, so if you found yourself suddenly working remotely uh, during the pandemic and uh, are like, hey, I don't want to go back to an office, uh, I will give you some tips around setting some guardrails in your life uh, so um, you can actually separate your work life, your work from home life from your home life. That's awesome. That's that's great. I'm just curious what what uh, what brand bunny slippers you use, and so we'll, we we will find out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, well, put a, right. I'll put a link. Yeah, <laughs> link in the description. Yep. All right, folks. We have a good one. Talk to y'all later. Here's our outro. Hey, look, the mute button worked this time. Go over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube, where you can go and hang out with us and listen to us as a podcast. Uh, this is Dev Branch. This is our developer show we do once a month, and we do this in the first week of the month, but we also do Day 2 Water Cooler on all those other weeks. Go check it out. Bye-bye.